0: classes she was a grown woman the grown woman's teeth wanted to chatter but she kept moving she hoped her grandparents were around and felt hard twists of guilt because she couldn't be absolutely sure grammy or grandpa were still alive of course they are alice assured herself it's just been three years grammy wouldn't be pissed or not for long Maybe she'd scold some. Look how skinny you are. What on God's green earth have you done to your hair? Amused at the thought, Alice pulled her ski cap down snug over the short cap of hair she'd bleached out as blonde as she could manage. She liked being blonde, liked the way the more glamorous color made her eyes read greener. But most of all, she liked the idea of being enfolded in one of Grandpa's hugs of sitting down to a big meal. Thanksgiving was almost here, and telling her whole stick-up-the-ass family of her adventures. She'd seen the Pacific Ocean, had strutted along Rodeo Drive like a movie star, had twice worked as an extra for an actual movie. Maybe getting real parts in real movies turned out to be a lot harder than she'd imagined, but she'd tried. She'd proved she could be on her own, She could do things, see things, experience things. And she could do it all again if they gave her too much grief. Annoyed, Alice blinked and swiped at the tears flooding her eyes. She wouldn't beg. She would not beg them to take her back, to take her in. God, she just wanted to be home. The angle of the sun told her she'd never make it by nightfall and she could smell fresh snow in the air. Maybe. Maybe if she cut through the trees, across the fields, she could make it to the Skinner place. She stopped. Tired. Torn. Safer to stay on the road, but heading across the fields would cut off a good mile or more. Plus, there were a couple of cabins, if she could remember her way, Bare bones for wilderness vacationers, but she could break in, get a fire going, maybe even find some canned food. She looked down the seemingly endless road, then over the snow-buried fields, toward the snow-capped mountains rising into a sky going gray-blue with dusk and the oncoming snow. Later, Alice would think of that indecision that few minutes of hesitation standing in the bitter wind on the shoulder of the road a few minutes before she took a step toward the fields the mountains that would have taken her into the lengthening shadows of the pines away from the road though it was the first sound alice had heard in more than 2 hours other than her own breathing her own bootsteps the wind shuddering through the trees the rattle of an engine didn't register at first. When it did, she scrambled back through the snow, felt her heart leap at the sight of the pickup chugging its way toward her. She stepped forward and, rather than sticking out her thumb as she'd done countless times in her journeys, waved her arms in a signal of distress. She might have been gone for three years, but she'd been born and bred a country girl, a westerner, no one would drive by a woman signaling for help on a lonely road. As it eased to a stop, Alice thought she'd never seen anything more beautiful than that rusted out blue Ford with its gun rack, tarp covered bed, and a true patriot sticker on the windshield. When the driver leaned over, rolled down the window, she had to fight off tears. Looks like you need some help. I sure could use a ride she gave him a quick smile, sizing him up. She needed that ride, but she wasn't stupid. He wore a sheepskin coat that had some years on it, and a cutter-style brown hat over short, dark hair. Good looking, Alice thought, which always helped. Older, had to be at least forty. His eyes, dark, too, looked friendly enough. She could hear the line dance beat of country music from the radio. How far are you going? He asked in that western Montana drawl that sounded like music too. To the Bodine Ranch. It's just... Sure. I know the Bodine place. Going right by it.